Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you who are in the role and struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the transition to management. As the boss, I'm pretty certain you are familiar with a condition known as burnout. It happens when you're running full speed every single day of the week and you compound that with pressure from home or for whatever things you're dealing with outside of work. It's a common condition and I'm pretty sure you experience it. Our guest today is Alexa Beaver. She is the CEO of the Excella Group and I've had Alexa on my sister podcast, which is HR Oxygen. It's for the overwhelmed, overstressed, and underappreciated HR professional, which, by the way, if you're the boss, you better treat them right. I interviewed her this morning on this important topic of using gratitude as a remedy for burnout, and I realized that I needed to include it on this channel for each of you. Alexa's got some really good strategies, things that will not take you but just a few minutes every day, and I am pretty certain it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. Now, there are some of you who are going to listen to this and say, Mac, take this off my channel. It's too touchy-feely. But you know what? Just listen and take good notes, and I promise this will help you. Alexa's got some great solutions, and she's a lot of fun to talk to. So just buckle up, take some notes, put the stuff into practice, quit your complaining, and let's listen to our special guest, Alexa Beavers. Alexa Beavers, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Mac. It's good to hear you. Alexa, we've been dying to have you back. We had a lot of great response to episode number 10, which was the one that we did about the growth mindset. And so we've got another topic we're going to talk about today, and that topic is gratitude as a remedy for burnout. So for those of you that don't know Alexa, we are going to let you go back to her previous episode where she can give you where you can get her background and hear her story. But I do want to get a piece of the story from you now. And, you know, we we have our little lead into the show that talks about how it's important that you put your own oxygen mask on before attempting to assist others. The primary audience we have in our shows is the busy, overworked, overstressed boss. And of course, for this show, the overworked, overwhelmed, underappreciated HR professional. So let's go back to the moment that you decided you needed to put on your own oxygen mask. Yeah, I'm really happy to share that. And I say that kind of with a little pause because it was a really vulnerable moment for me, as it is for many folks um, that are 
probably listening right now, Mac. Um, so I was working as a leadership and organizational head at a major pharma company. And I was wearing multiple hats, as I'm sure a lot of the folks on this call do, whether they're a boss or whether they're an HR person. Um, I was leading the OD team and leading the culture change and communication efforts for a major acquisition. Um, I thought I totally had it covered. I thought I had everything balanced, but all of a sudden I started getting really sick all the time. My body, I think, was telling me that I didn't have it together as I thought I did. I was getting sick. I was feeling overwhelmed. My family life was completely suffering. Um, and one day I just broke down to a fellow coach and she asked me, when was the last time you felt joy, Alexa? And I just lost it. Um, that's the moment that I really knew I needed to do something for myself or I wasn't going to be good for anyone else. And I wasn't going to be good for my team, the integration, but especially not for my family. And that was really the moment. Well, that's, that's a story that I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people can really relate to people who are so busy taking care of everybody else that they start neglecting themselves. So talk to me a little bit about burnout. Uh, we know what it feels like, but, but tell us some more data around what burnout looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, burnout is starting to get more attention. And it's no wonder because we're all so busy. Um, but it first came into the attention in the helping professions, things like teaching, nursing, and social work. Um, and I'd, um, you know, make a bet to say that if you're a boss, you're sometimes doing so those things. And if you're an HR person, you're probably feeling like a teacher, a nurse, a social worker on any given day. Um, so these are places where we're helping people with their problems. And the key word here is problems. Um, and because problems are our main focus for these roles, the problems grow. Um, so back to burnout. Um, neuroscience studies shown that what you focus on gets bigger in your mind and in your body. And if you see problems, you focus on problems. So much so that a recent consult, uh, consulting study by Morar Consulting found that 95% of HR leaders said that employee burnout is the major reason for retention issues. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 95% said that's the major reason, burnout. Well, it doesn't surprise me. And not to mention if you're taking care of everybody, but then on top of that, think about the other things that factor into your day. There's a commute, depending on where you live. There's the family life when you get home at the end of a long day. And you know we've used this example all the time. You come home stressed out, you walk in the house, there's your spouse, typically a man sitting in front of the TV with a bag of chips and a beer. And he asks you what's for dinner. Yeah. There's so much pulling. Absolutely. It just keeps coming. And I think that it can be very overwhelming when you finish your work day and then you have all these other things that are in your life because we're all whole people. You know, we just can't put our work day in a box. Well, then let's think about this. You, you were talking about a gratitude practice. So how is that different from maybe a list of things that you're thankful for? Oh, you know, I'm really happy you asked that because, you know, we talked about neuroscience a couple of seconds ago, um, showing that neuroscience says that what you focus on every day grows. And that has an impact on the chemicals that go into your body and your brain, whether it's the stuff that makes you feel up and happy and positive or the stuff that takes you down and actually breaks down your organs like cortisol. Mm. So gratitude, um, a gratitude practice 
is really different than just being thankful for things occasionally because it is what the practice part is what can make the impact on us physiologically. Um, Brene Brown, uh, I'm yes. sure you've heard of her and a lot of your listeners probably follow her. I mean, she's amazing. She's done extensive work on studying gratitude and its impact on people's lives. And her research showed that the real relationship exists between gratitude and joy. And it's not joy that comes first. It's daily practice of gratitude that leads to joy, not the other way around. Um, and practicing means that we're paying attention to gratitude in a very particular way, not in a flippant way, but in a way that shapes new patterns in your brain. And when you do it on a regular basis as a, with an intent to shift your behavior, that's when gratitude really starts to take root. And I actually found that it was the remedy for my burnout after I had that burnout moment. It really changed my life. Well, how did you do that then? Well, um, I honestly thought, oh, this is BS. It's really hokey. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have this coach friend that asked me that pivotal question, when was the last time you felt joy? And I thought, well, she asked that good question. I might as well try what she suggests, you know. So I began this gratitude journal. And I wrote down three things I was grateful for every morning. Um, and I wrote my intention for the day. So what I was going to do to make the day great. Maybe that meant I was going to take a walk. Maybe that meant that I was going to make sure to eat lunch that day, even little things like that. Um, so, and then at the end of the day, I'd reflect on what I was grateful for, just three things. And then I thought about what would make my day even better because I wanted to continue to grow. Um, it did take some time and stick with itness, and I'm not going to lie, I missed a couple days here and there, um, but it really worked. Um, I, it was like, you know, after a few weeks, I could feel myself changing. Um, and I was better able to live with all the changes I was experiencing. I was sleeping at night again. And, you know, my kids were like, mom, what's going on? You're so much nicer. So that wow. was, that was cool. That's a good one. Well, I, I don't want to get too personal here, but can you give us examples of some of the things you were grateful for? Just because I'm not sure if I was to say I'm grateful for the sunshine, if that's what we're talking about here. Can you share some examples? If it's too personal, just say, Mac, mind your own business. Oh, no, I'm happy to share. You know, it's gratitude is so very personal. So, you know, you saying the sun shining, that might be what puts you in a good spot. And that's well, if you cool. live there up in the Seattle, yeah, that would work, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. And, you know, experiencing the feeling of the sun shining on your face and being grateful for that can be pretty cool. What I was grateful for, oftentimes, I could even look back in my little journal here. I'm going to pull it up right now and just tell you an entry that I had. Um, just one sec. Um, let's see. I was very grateful for my nice Airbnb host when I was business traveling, Audrey, because she made me feel at home, even though I was away from home. Mm. I was very grateful for an enthusiastic response to an RFP um, for coaching that I applied for, and I was really nervous about it. But uh, this person was like, thanks so much. We're really excited about what you've submitted. That made me feel confident. Um, and I was grateful for my husband's calm and rational handling of a child argument. You know, these are real things. And that came right out of my journal. Well, what I love about that, too, is you're not just saying like the sun was shining. You were telling us why 
you're grateful for it. And it seems like that's almost the most important part is, is why we're grateful. Is that a suggestion you might have for us? Absolutely. If, if you can take it that one step further and take a moment and reflect on, oh, I'm grateful to, you know, for this and here's why, it helps to form those neuroscience pathways, I was saying. It makes those connections come together. Now, if you just don't have the energy or time for that, I would say start small, baby steps, just write down what you're grateful for and you can come to that self-reflection maybe at the end of the day, maybe tomorrow. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. How many hours of your day are wasted by managers calling with personal problems they really should be able to handle on their own? Why not give them a copy of the Essential HR Handbook? The newly revised and updated 10th anniversary edition of this bestseller is jam-packed with tools, checklists, sample forms, and timely tips to guide you through the maze of HR issues in today's complex business environment. So, buy a copy of the Essential HR Handbook for each of your managers today, and keep a copy on your own desk too. And now, back to the show. Well, what are some other practices that maybe some of our listeners can try if they want to start this gratitude journey? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do and some of them are really cool and easy. Um, so journaling is one, you know, I did mine on my phone because just like many other people, we have phones and I just used my notes section of my books. I could not get into writing in an actual journal. Um, another thing you could do is starting a gratitude jar. And I love doing these, especially with your family. Um, so we have a little gratitude jar on our table. You need a jar and some little pieces of paper. And each day, jot down some things you're thankful for and put it in a jar. Um, and then one day when you need a lift, whether it's independently or as a family, take a piece of paper out and read it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I, my, you know, I was thankful for this. You can do it around Robin with your family. You can just do it by yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, here's a... Here's a little funny one I love that's um, called the Gratitude Rock. Okay. Yeah. The Gratitude Rock, it sounds weird, but the rock is your trigger to have a mini mindfulness moment about gratitude during your day. So you pick a rock that you like, you know, any rock will do, or you can have some other trinket um, and put it in your pocket or your desk where you'll see it or touch it throughout the day. Whenever you see it or touch it, just pause. You can do this without anyone knowing to think about at least one thing you're grateful for. And you can accompany that with just a couple deep breaths, and it will bring you to a space of gratitude and calm. And then there's this other one called Karma Cards. This happens to be my favorite um, because they were dreamed up by my 10-year-old daughter. Um, so it was Christmas time, and things were really crazy at our house. We were planning for a house full of visitors. And she and I just took a pause to color one of those adult meditative coloring books. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we were doing that and she was like, mom, I don't know why we don't just make our own designs. We can turn them into cards and give them to people in our family because I'm sure they're stressed out too. So you color your karma card. It brings you this little peaceful time. And then you write a little note of gratitude inside to someone special and give it away. And that just kind of takes the joy to the next person. Even folks that aren't ready to practice gratitude, they get a lift from, from what you've done there. So we, we like to think we're changing the world one card at a time. That's her, her aspiration. Yeah, but I, but I love the fact that you're, you're getting your family involved in this right now before they go through what we as adults have to experience. That, this is a great proving. I guess it's, 
you're never too young to yeah, start. Yeah, and this I can't then, take right? any credit for that. That was completely my daughter Eliza. I mean, it's kind of cool what kids will come up with if you just give them some. Space. Well, I think they're not constrained by all what we deal with. Oh, that can't be done, or you shouldn't think that way. Kids could care less. That's great. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the way that gratitude kind of weaves into your work as a leadership coach and as a person that helps develop teams. Yeah. I mean, I, I attribute my gratitude practice to having courage to start my own leadership coaching business um, and OD consulting business. I think getting out of that burnout state where I felt um, constrained and panicky and in a state of scarcity was not the place where you go in and say, I'm going to go out on my own so I can help others. <laughs> so, um, so gratitude has helped me to take that leap. And I think gratitude can help others to take leaps into the space where they think I want to go, but I'm afraid, you know? So now I help others to do those things. I help them bring their best selves through coaching. Um, I work with teams and coach teams um, so they, they can be most effective. And I weave gratitude and positive psychology into the work that I do in every engagement because it's so powerful. Well, you know, I, I, and I don't know whether this stat is true or not, but I've heard that people that are in the mental health profession, psychologists and psychiatrists, suffer from a lot of issues. In fact, the suicide rate is really high. Now, you do leadership coaching and in my real brief experience with that, people tend to bring a lot of baggage in with them. And then part of your job is to kind of help help them sort it out. So does this help you with that? Because, and I don't know if you experience that kind of, I can only, during the recession, I did a lot of outplacement work and that's some very depressing work. I mean, these are people that have been let go after 25, 30 years. And I can tell you at the end of the day, I was just really fried so is this something that you experience as a coach too, where you're, you're wearing everybody's baggage and does gratitude and karma cards and journaling, does that help with that too? It sure does. You know, I think one of the things about being a helper, whether you are an emergency room technician, a firefighter, an HR professional, a boss, is that we may take on others' problems. And I think the thing that helps me along with gratitude is believing that every human being is whole and capable and has the answers within themselves. And sometimes there's some interference and that's where we helpers cannot take on their problems, but help them to remove that interference. Um, and in order to be able to be in that headspace, that gratitude practice helps me to be in condition to be a helper or a coach. So I think that the gratitude practice is definitely something that helps me to be in that mindset instead of just wanting to fix everyone because everyone doesn't need fixing. Everyone's perfectly capable. We just need to help them remove some of that interference that gets in their way. Well, it seems like, you know, our little cliche about putting on your oxygen mask before assisting others. This sounds like this is your oxygen. This is your, this is your oxygen mask, your, your gratitude journal, your karma cards, and now you are ready to assist others. That's exactly right. And I love talking about it because I love sharing something that works. And I hope that others can find it useful. And I know that this isn't the thing for everyone, but you don't know until you hear about it, you know? Well, that's it. And, and it's a little risky to try it, but but I think it's it's worthwhile. We were chatting a little bit before we went live with the podcast and I was sharing with Alexa, I had listened to an episode of a podcast that's called, it's the People's Pharmacy. And 
the the host, there's a I think it's a husband and wife team. They were interviewing this guy that had these just chronic severe back problems. He had gotten injured in a skiing accident or a hike or something, and he tried everything, and the pain was excruciating. He was on painkillers, and his final doctor he went to says we're gonna. I think he says they're gonna we're gonna give you the blue plate special, which was this complete radical resection of the guy's spine. And just before oh. he consented, he. He, he visited one more doctor and the doctor says, I want you to just try to do this. And he had him do basically what you've explained, a little gratitude journal of things that he was grateful for. And the guy says that it was within a couple of days, he began to see the back pain. It, it wasn't just lessening, it was gone. And Amazing. he thought it was just mental, which I think based on what we've talked about today, it was, but his pain went away. And he even admitted there's sometimes he kind of falls off the wagon and doesn't keep up the practice and the pain returns. So you've said about the neuroscience and these pathways. I think it's some good stuff. Yeah, I really, your story just kind of solidifies it in my mind that gratitude goes a long way because of the neuroscience. It releases chemicals in your brain that create a positive impact in your body impacts all your organs, whether it's your pain receptors or, you know, your um, stress hormones. And I think that it has a lot of power that we don't give it credit for. Yeah. Well, and I guess the medical profession probably wouldn't want to publicize because uh, how much does it cost you a day to do gratitude, Alexa? You know what? It costs me nothing but three minutes a morning at night. (laughs) So just three minutes of time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if I write you a prescription, will you at least pay me? So we feel like we're doing some service to the pharmaceuticals. (laughs) Hey, you got it. (laughs) Good. Well, on that note, where can people learn more about what you do, more about the Excella group, which is your company, and most importantly, about the Karma Cards? Yeah. Um, So if you want to learn more about the Accela group and how we work with you to bring your best self forward, um, just go to www.thexcelagroup.com. And then Karma Cards, we don't have a website yet, but um, you can find us on Facebook. it's at, just look for a karma cards page on Facebook and you can email us if you want to learn more at karma cards designs at gmail.com. And really this is Eliza's passion and um, it's so fun to see her engage with others as they are curious. Wow. It looks like she'll probably follow in mom's footsteps, which I think would be awesome. She's a pretty good egg. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking time to be with us on a second episode And I just want to promote, uh, we're going to bring Alexa back again. And I don't know whether this topic is going to be important to you, but if it is, or you know somebody that would be for, we're going to talk about how to surf the waves of change. That'll be coming up in the coming weeks. And I'm going to go ahead and steal some of her thunder and say she is actually working on a podcast of her own, which should be ready when? July, Mac. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're excited too. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and we look forward to having you back on our show. Thanks so much, Mac. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. 
On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.